Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum. I'm your host, Cody Wagner. No duh, right? Here we discuss everything from car news, culture, movies, stories, games, interviews, events, and so much more. Without further delay, on with the show. Hey, hey, everyone, and welcome to another new car special. Today we have a rather interesting Persia. It's one that you would kind of think would be like a 4008 type, except it's not. There's no double zero here. It's just a 408. I am talking about the new 2023 Peugeot 408 Coupe Crossover. Yeah, the Crossover 4008, you can see my logic there, wants to banish boring family cars. Peugeot has jumped on the hottest design trend of the moment to create the 2023 408 Coupe Crossover. The new C-segment family, actually, let me just clarify here. By Coupe Crossover, think BMW X6, but Peugeot, that's basically what this is. The new C-segment family car's closest conceptual rivals of the Renault Arcana and its own Citroen C5X sister. But the 408 will also face off against more conventional opposition like the Skoda Octavia and Ford Focus, proving to buyers that non-premium cars needn't be boring. The 408 sits, as the name suggests, between the 308 hatch and the 508 sedan in size, and probably price, though Peugeot has yet to confirm exactly how much it will cost when European and Chinese sales start in early 2023. But a starting point of around 28,000 euros to 32,000 euros for the entry-level PureTech 1.2 looks like a good bet. Stellantis' new Stella STLA medium architecture won't be ready for rollout until 2024, so the 408 makes do with an updated version of the EMP platform found on current Peugeots. It measures 184.7 inches, or 4,690mm from end to end, and the fairly long 109.7 inch or 2,787mm wheelbase figure almost exactly matches that of the C5X, and makes the 408 the roomiest Peugeot of all, the company claims. Both 408 and C5X also come in at under 59 inches or 1,500mm tall, compared with the more... compared with... what? Compared with more like... 63 to 69 inches, or 1,640 to 1,750 millimeters for an SUV. The 408 isn't, oh wait, hold up. Yeah, that actually makes it noticeably lower. Okay, okay. The 408 isn't simply a badge-engineered C5X, though. It has. It does have the same basic layout of four doors, a sporty liftback rear, and raised ground clearance versus a conventional sedan. But the Peugeot has a bolder face, different window design in the rear door, squared-off rear styling, and body panels characterized by more assertive lines. Black cladding on the bumpers, wheel arches, and below the doors tries to create a bit of attitude, and ultra-slim LED headlights carry that moody look through, the, through to the front-end design. The rear styling with its Subaru WRX-style diaper rear bumper, what does that mean, is arguably less happy, but the two cat ears, Peugeot's words, mounted on top of the C-pillars, okay, oh, I see what they're, yep, I see, to optimize airflow around the rear end are certainly eye-catching. As with the C5X, the base engine is the 1.2-liter PureTech triple that makes 128 horsepower or 130 PS and drives the front wheels through an 8-speed automatic transmission. Peugeot doesn't say how, how fast the 408 goes, but the Citroen with the same power combo needs a fairly leisurely 10.4 seconds to 62 miles per hour or 100 kilometers per hour. So, you've got, so if you've got an ounce of gas or amps in your veins, then you're going to want to upgrade to one of the Fevs. Both made a pure tech 1.6 liter 4 with an 81 kilowatt 109 horsepower from 110 PS electric motor, again driving the front wheels only through an 8-speed auto. But while the 408 hybrid 225 ver 225's version of the gas motor makes 178 horsepower 180 PS before its electric boost, the hybrid 180 can only muster 148 horsepower or 150 PS 
Those 180 and 225 model names refer to the total system output in metric horsepower in each case, which translates to 178 horsepower and 222 horsepower. Citroen doesn't offer the junior version to help us fill in the performance stat blanks in Peugeot's press material, but we know the 225 equipped C5X can reach 62 miles per hour in 7.9 seconds. Also missing from Peugeot's launch, is, Peugeot's launch info is the electric driving range of those FEVs. Maybe Peugeot doesn't have the finalized numbers, or maybe it was too embarrassed to tell us. Looking again at the C5X, we can expect a WLTP site WLTP rating of around 34 to 38 miles, or 55 to 61 kilometers, but probably only 25-30 in real use. Charging the 12.4 kilowatt hour battery with the standard 3.7 kilowatt onboard charger is a 3 hour 50 minute affair, but that can be slashed to 1 hour and 55 minutes if you fork out for the optional 7.4 kilowatt charger. An all electric 408 will be added to the range later, Peugeot says. Peugeot's interiors are some of the most stylish in the non-premium sector, and the 408 doesn't disappoint in that regard. You get the company's now trademark i-cockpit co uh, dashboard comprising a small steering wheel, a digital instrument display mounted above it that's paired with a 10-inch central touchscreen mounted lower down on the console, but pulled further toward the driver to make it easy to reach. The exact specification will vary depending on trim grades and markets, but buyers who really want to trick out their 408s will be able to specify massage seats, Napa leather upholstery, a panoramic sunroof, or panoramic roof with a 690 Y Hi-Fi from a French audio brand Focal, and Peugeot has you covered for safety kit the roll call of gadgets including adaptive cruise control with stop-and-go function, 360-degree parking assistance with four cameras, and night vision. And arriving a few months after launch is a Drive Assist 2.0 package that brings a semi-automatic lane change function, presumably once the driver has pushed the turn signal stop. Are you a fan of these new coupe crossover sedans? Let Leave us a comment down below, says Car Scoops. So with all that out of the way, let's talk about the looks. And it's it's kind of interesting because it sort of looks like, like a 508 type sedan, but with a fastback roofline and taller. So it's it's got higher ride height than a normal sedan, but kind of the body height itself of let's say a hatchback give or take so it's it just kind of sits in this weird middle ground of really not being a crossover more for the most part not being a sedan either though so it's like a like a sedan plus like think of this as like a subaru outback like a subaru legacy outback that's kind of what this is but a little less on the crossover side that seems to be the market this fits into visually speaking do I like that? Do I hate that? I Personally, I think it's a bit of a gimmick. It's like, if you want a sedan, you're going to get a sedan. If you want a crossover, get a crossover. Trying to have trying to have your cake and eat it too, to me, means you have to make concessions that... It's sort of like those flying cars. In order to make it a car, you have to make it... You have to make that flying car... You have to give that flying car things that make it bad for flying. And to make it... To make it a, a vehicle of aviation, to make it a flying machine... You have to you have to give that vehicle things that make it bad for being a road vehicle, for being an automobile, right? So you have to give it wings, which would make it a pain to park, even if you're even if you fold them. Where's where's gonna be the crash safety of a normal car? Uh is it even gonna be that fast on the road? Is it gonna be that stable on the road? Like you see what I mean? There's certain concessions you have to make for a car to make it a to make a good car that make it a bad airplane. And then there are certain concessions you have to make for an airplane to be good that would make that a bad car. And that's kind of my mindset when it comes to the when it comes to this. It's like, well, there's certain concessions you have to make for a sedan, whether it be auto uh, 
market forces or and by market forces, I mean what people generally expect of a sedan and want of a sedan versus like engineering targets. But there, there are generally like there are best practices when making a sedan that are worst practices for a crossover and vice versa. And so trying to combine, trying to combine them and again, have your cake and eat it too, trying to have the best of both worlds. To me, it's like, why? If you, if you don't need the space, you don't care about the stuff, just get a sedan. If you need the space, all that stuff, get a crossover. Because the thing is, this will not, this will not be as practical as a normal crossover, especially with the rake of the rear window that crops in heavily to the cargo area. It's like, it's not much more practical than a normal hatchback. In fact, it might be less practical. Yes, it may be bigger than a hatchback, but again, with the rake of that rear windshield, it's like, I can't imagine that that's much more practical. Now, this may be wider than a normal hatchback, especially if a, a slightly smaller hatchback, that could be useful, but yeah. So for me, it's like, um, eh, why? You get a sedan, get a hatchback, or get a crossover, but trying to have all those in one is like, unnecessarily complicated to me but regardless what do i think of the face well it's kind of a typical peugeot face you have per peugeot's corporate face that they kind of slap on everything and i'm kind of i kind of like this in the same way i like the volvo corporate face where i'm i've yet to see a car where it looks bad on though i don't think that's quite the case for peugeot i think with this corporate face they're definitely going to be able to put it on a car that they're, they're definitely going to have a car where that corporate face it just doesn't work it, it may, that or the execution will be bad but yeah, so for the face here, I actually like it. I'd give it a 7.4 out of 10. It's a really attractive face. I like it. It's very moody, kind of kind of angry. You know, where are, where did all the happy cars go? But I don't know. I like it. I like... Smiling cars can have emotion and can look like they're looking at you, but it seems to me like automakers tend to have an easier job making a moody car look like it's staring directly at you. So I don't mind it. I like, I like the aggressive face. I really do. So like I said, 7.4 out of 10, I think it's a really attractive face. Very well executed. I like the the kind of Cadillac-esque vertical sing, uh, vertical singular slit DRLs that they've got there, though I imagine Cadillac would have something to say about that. I like the weirdly textured but nicely proportioned side vents there, although I think they're largely fake. I like the frowning lower lower grill there. It works. I like the body color grill, body color upper grill actually that Peugeot seems to have been seems to be doing quite a lot lately. I do really like it. I love their new grill, and I even like the 408 text just above. Just above the grill, uh, the grill texture. I say grill texture, but the grill portion of the body there, where you actually have it on the rest of the body. So it sits, it sits on, it sits on the, let's say bumper part of the front fascia rather than the grill part of the front fascia. So again, I like that though. I really do. So yeah, seven point four. Really, really nice. Very, I would say, emotive. Yeah. If we go, let me see if I can find a profile shot. So this profile shot. Oh dear. That's not as good. So you have. Well, it'd be like a relatively interesting sedan, a definitely a fastback type sort of a, ooh, I'm trying to think of a car. It, it definitely looks like a Renault Arcana, but Peugeot, it, it definitely looks like that, that kind of vehicle, but it's almost like an RS, what, like an RS5 Sportback. That's kind of what it looks like to me with this fastback-esque roofline, but it, it almost just looks like a mini, a minivan-esque vehicle, but without the sliding doors. That's kind of what it looks like. So I hate to say it because it's such a stereotype, but it looks like a soccer mom vehicle. I swear. That's that's what it looks like. And I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to say that, but it really does. So I'd give it a 6.7. It's 6.6. It's okay. I don't really like it. It just, it, yeah, I don't really like it. It's I don't want to say weirdly proportioned. I just think it's it's almost it almost looks stereotypical, and that's 
that's so not not definitive of it. Like it doesn't explain anything. But yeah, it just you know the actually you know the Mercedes R class, the Mercedes minivan from the early two thousands. It's that without the sliding doors. It's kind of like that. That's the impression I'm getting. So no, I don't I don't really like that. I do like, however, how they have the Peugeot badge right on the driver's side and passenger side door, but right right close to the shut line. That's kind of cool, actually. I like that. That's a good kind of upper class touch there. Let's see. If we go, let me find a rear shot. Uh, okay. I want to find a, a solely a rear shot. Okay, here we go. I kind of like it. Uh, 6.9. I think it's a, it's a little bit busy, a bit origami looking. There's a lot of character lines and different different surfacing here and there. It's a... It's a little bit overkill. It's a little bit overkill. I'd rather it be a little bit smoother. Like I said, it's just a bit of origami. of character lines going... It's not quite C8 Corvette character lines out the wazoo, but it's just a little bit overdone. So fewer character lines would be my preference. Taillights are the paint.net single element type, unfortunately, kind of annoyingly, but they're, they're at an angle. They're angled downward, and they're actually caught up between... They actually cut up almost like individual. You know, like how the Mustang has those triple the triple taillight uh, triple taillight design, and they're kind of cut up to their individual slits like that. But turn it horizontally, and then turn it a little bit more so it's angled downward, and you have a relatively good idea of what Persia has done here. And that to me will make it a little bit more distinctive than a lot of other crossovers or crossover esque vehicles of this type. But I do still I do still maintain to me it's just a little bit lazy. I'd prefer a little bit more creativity. Take the new Alfa Romeo Tonal, for example. I'd, I'd want to see more more taillights like that rather than this oversimplistic nonsense that seems to have swept the automotive design world as of like the last, what, three years? Roughly three years. Yeah. yeah so I, I'd, give, I'd give the car overall a 6.9. The face I really like, the side profile, not so much. The rear is good, not great. Now, if I can find a good interior shot, I had passed an interior shot earlier. Where, 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 where? Okay, I went too far. Here we go. So, I have to admit, I'm not, I'm not a massive fan of Peugeot interiors. I'm sorry to say, but my biggest problem is that the dash seems to be uber high. Like, I'm a short person, like five four, and I and I look at how high the gauge cluster is. I look at how high how high like the midpoint of the dash is between like just above the lower console and then infotainment area. So that's kind of my idea of what roughly midpoint. So the gap between like the base of the windshield, um, no, 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 top, top of where the gauge cluster is. And then just above the lower, just above the lower console. Right. So just that huge slab of meat of dashboard. Right. And so the mid, the midpoint of that. So I look at the midpoint of this and I say, well, that's kind of high. And then you look at the air vents they're placed really high. And then I'm looking at the rake of the front windshield here and it's kind of fine. But the problem, the problem is that the dashboard itself is raised quite high. So it looks like you're going to be looking through a little porthole. So, so I look at this and I'm like, you're not, you're not going to see the hood. You're not, you're, you're not going to see anything looking out unless you're tall. And all of this is to say that it looks like visibility is bad because the dash, because the dash surface has been raised so high up. It looks like outward visibility just at the front is going to be really, really poor. And I wasn't even thinking about rearward visibility, which will also be poor. Just looking at the base of the rear windshield and where the body cut, where the body starts, rear visibility looks like it's going to be pretty poor too. So, yeah, um, 
outward visibility out the front just looks like it's going to be really poor. And, and yeah, that's why I don't like, that's my biggest gripe with Peugeot interiors as of late is that the dash, the top of the dash is just way too high up. And it, it looks to me like it encroaches heavily on outward visibility out the front. And that is really sad. But I do, however, like the steering wheel, sort of the airbag cover is, I don't mind the shape. I just wish it was smaller. And I also don't like how the bottom of the rim seems to go out at a wider arc than the top of the rim which makes the bottom seem really really heavy it's just it's just clunky like having you know how you have like flat bottom steering wheels and so the bottom of the rim curves at a lower arc than the top that's traditional and honestly i like that i think that's well proportioned but here you have the inverse where the top of the rim seems to be lower than the bottom and it's just, it it's just so weird looking it looks so incorrectly proportioned it's like why would you make the bottom look that heavy right like because when it's the other way around where the top has more for lack of a better term radius than the bottom it's like well yeah you tend to grab at the top so it makes sense you'd want all that real estate to grab you don't you don't typically grab at the bottom though especially with power especially considering all cars have power steering now like actually that wouldn't even matter anyway because most people when they do like that right hand that right angle thing where they have to yank the wheel over they grab at the top not the bottom but still there you go it's like why do you need all that real estate at the bottom you don't how many people really grab at the bottom like that? Almost nobody. So it's, I, I kind of like the steering wheel, but it's just so quirky. It's so funky and I don't like the funkiness of it. Um, but the rest of the dash outside of my height problems with it, I do like the design. It is kind of funky, kind of, I don't want to say French. I don't think it's very French, but it, it has, I think it's got French quirkiness. I think it's very, very unique. And that's, that's quite nice. I do like the infotainment screen even though it does stick out from the rest of the dash it doesn't stick out above the dashboard so it doesn't look like a tacked on amazon tablet though if it stuck out above the dash like above the dash um above like the air vents a you'd have a problem now you'd be blocking the air vents b now you'd really be hindering visibility so i do like the angularity of this design i do like the angularity of Peugeot's interiors as of late it is very kind of futuristic looking and funky looking i like that i do the steering wheel doesn't really work for me. The height of the of the dash itself really doesn't work for me. But the rest of it, it's like the surfacing looks brilliant. It's fairly, it's non, it's, Peugeot's in a non-premium space, but for non-premium, I'll tell you what, this is an extremely nice looking interior. I don't know about the materials. I probably won't know for years, but unless I watch a review, but yeah, really like this is higher end non-premium for sure. That's what this is. So interior, I would give, I think I'd give a 6.9 because I can't, I just can't get over how high that dash is. It, it really seems to hinder visibility and that bothers me immensely because it's like no dash needs to be that high. And again, as a short guy, as a short guy, I look at that and I'm like, I'm never going to see out of this. I'll never be able to place the car because I'm, all I'm going to see is sky. I'm not even going to see a vague inkling of a hood and that bothers me to no end. So yeah, not a fan, not a fan of that. So 6.9. Visually... From a styling standpoint, from a styling standpoint, brilliant interior. From a functionality standpoint, there are one or two things that bother me. There are a handful of things that I'm not quite a fan of. So overall, though, I would give the car about a 6.9 rating. I like it, but it's there's a, there's some quirkiness here and there that I that honestly I do not like. That I think could the car could have done without. What do you guys think though of the new Peugeot 408? Do you like it? Do you hate it? Are you somewhere in between? Let me know in the comments below. And in the meantime. If you enjoyed it, and I hope you did, please make sure to like the episode, share the episode, and follow the podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, please like, comment, share, and consider subscribing. And if you do subscribe, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. 
please make sure you hit the little notification bell and then all notifications that we're notified every time I upload. If you want to listen to this podcast on the road, but you don't ever want the Podbean mobile app, hey, not a problem. Boot up wherever you get your podcast, type in Cody's Car Conundrum, and then choose the episode you want to listen to. I will see you all next time. You've just listened to me probably ramble about some cars, if I'm being honest. If you've enjoyed me passionately talking about lumps of metal on wheels, then why don't you follow me on Twitter at Cody Carr, C-O-N-U-N-D-R-M, or check out my website, www.codyscarconundrum.com, for articles and other car-related content. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Make sure to follow me here or any other platform so you don't miss out on more full throttle content. Thanks for listening. I'll see you all in the next episode.